Welcome to the Medical Affairs Professional Society Field Medical Focus Area Working Group's podcast series entitled Field Medical Stakeholders, Partnering for Today and Tomorrow. In this sixth podcast, we will discuss medical information. I'm Catherine Gann, and I'll be the moderator for this podcast. I serve as a member of the Field Medical Focus Area Working Group. I'm currently an independent consultant in medical affairs, having spent my 30-year career as an MSL, an MSL manager, and an MSL trainer. First, our legal disclaimer. The views expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect on the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they are affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or regulatory advice. We encourage you to engage in conversations about partnering with field medical stakeholders with other MAPS members via the community portal on the MAPS website. Simply log in with the email address and password associated with your MAPS account and click on the discussion tab. Then scroll down to field medical to post a question or review previous postings. The objectives for this series of podcasts are that at the end of the series, the participant will be able to one, discuss the functions and activities of key internal stakeholders, and two, identify potential areas for compliant collaboration by MSLs with key internal stakeholders. I'd like to thank today's panelists for sharing their subject matter expertise with the MAPS membership. Speaking today are Irvashi Vashi, Executive Director, U.S. Global Medical Information, Interim Medical Training at Oncopeptides AB. Irvashi will be our interviewer. And Stacy Fung, Senior Director, Global, Global Medical Information at Gilead Sciences. Stacy will be our interviewee. And both of them are members of the Medical Information Focus Area Working Group, which is another working group at MAPS. Irvashi, could you please briefly provide information about your current position, how long you've been in the industry, what you do, and then I'll let you take it away and talk to Stacy. Great. Thanks so much, Kathy. Yeah, so currently, as Kathy mentioned, I'm working as a U.S. Um, Global Medical Information um, Executive Director at Oncopeptides AB. Um, I have been in the industry for about 19 years now in a variety of roles, primarily within medical affairs. These include medical information and actually also work as an MSL in my previous, my previous life. Stacey, um, would you be able to please provide a brief background of your um, history as well before we get started? Of course. So I've been in the industry for about 20 plus years, primarily in medical information and medical communications. And prior to joining industry, I worked as a practicing pharmacist. And as you mentioned, I currently am at Gilead Sciences in the medical information department. Great. Thanks so much, Stacey. So let's get started with explaining to all of our colleagues, what, what is it that medical information does? Could you provide us with a brief background? The medical information function responds to unsolicited questions on companies' products from customers, including healthcare professionals, patients, and payers. We provide fair, balanced clinical and scientific responses, both verbally and in writing. Medical information responses typically include a comprehensive and up-to-date summary of published literature, including off-label content. So how is medical information structured within your company? So at Gilead Sciences, the global medical information function sits in the scientific information organization, which is actually in the global medical affairs group. And then who are your main internal customers? So we partner with our global and local medical affairs therapeutic teams, 
MSL teams, publication teams, learning and development groups, our commercial sales training group, as well as pharmacovigilance and the patient engagement group. And so for your specific role, what is that role within your global medical information team at Gilead? I am the lead of the Global Medical Information Therapeutic Area Team, which is responsible for creating content and strategy for the affiliate medical information groups across the world. Now, is there a similar U.S. group in your company? And if so, what are the differences between the two groups, and how do you both work together? That's a great question. The U.S. Medical Information Team supports the U.S. Medical Affairs Team and partners with the U.S. MSLs, Commercial Marketing and Sales, with additional activities including oversight of the U.S. Contact Center and website. Both groups are responsible for sharing customer insights locally or globally with internal partners in support of medical strategies. The remit of the Global Med Info Therapeutic Area Team is to develop medical information content that is globally relevant for affiliates to use, thus ensuring consistent and compliant responses across all Gilead Med Info teams. The Global Med Info TA team works closely with the affiliate Med Info groups to ensure any Med Info content meets the external customer's needs in their country. In addition, global tactics, processes, and strategies are supported for affiliates to leverage and localize as needed. The Global Med Info TA team is focused on meeting global needs while working with each affiliate. This partnership requires routine and open communications. Now, you mentioned the call center. Is that call center internal to the organization, or is that an external call center? So that's a great question. So at Gilead, we have a hybrid model. In some regions, an external contact center handles all the frontline inquiries from customers, and in other regions, an external contact center handles overflows and after-hour support when an internal team is not available. And so, Stacey, what is your understanding of the role of the MSL? I personally believe an MSL has a number of key focus areas that include addressing customer product information questions, supporting customer research proposals, and sharing customer insights internally to shape medical strategies. And these are all done by building relationships with customers in the field. So having said that, how can the field medical teams interact with your department or similar departments? Do you have any best practices to share on partnering with the MSL team? Oh, yes. Medical information and MSLs are sibling organizations. So both are customer-focused and provide information to address customer questions. It is pretty common for each of us, each of the groups, to refer customers to each other for follow-up. So MSLs will ask that MedInfo share responses, and MedInfo will ask MSLs to follow up with customers needing more discussion or interest in research. In my experience, a best practice of partnering is the development of an actionable shared customer insight report with both MedInfo and MSL customer insights, highlighting similarities as well as differences leading to potential actions. Another best practice includes a partnership on sharing training materials or training sessions. I've also partnered with MSL teams in support of scientific conference debriefs and supporting the Medical Affairs Conference exhibit booths. MSLs have also reviewed the MedInfo response documents and FAQs to provide additional perspective on customer needs. MedInfo teams often share updates on response documents the latest publications with MSL teams. So I know all medical information teams function a little bit differently, but what tools does your MedInfo team develop, and does your team participate in the promotional review process? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. The Gilead MedInfo team develops response documents and FAQs, which the MSL teams often use, 
but we currently do not participate in promotional review. But in prior roles, my team participated in promotional and medical review for materials that supported sales and medical field teams. So actually, I wanted to ask you, Urvashi, um, we learned that you actually had prior roles as an MSL, and now you're in MedInfo. Can you tell us a little bit about your career path and how you actually um, ended up in medical information and what has your experiences been working in both areas? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So as you mentioned, Stacey, I look at them as sibling roles, if you will. I do think we both need each other to be successful in our roles. And I do think it's critical for the MSL teams to know the resources that the MedInfo team can provide or they can actually find being at the headquarter location. There's so much wealth and knowledge within the MedInfo team that people may not know about if you have not worked in that capacity or not been in headquarters. I feel like I have had the best of both worlds because I've been able to function in both worlds. And I think, you know, both roles have been tremendous for my continuous growth and my learning. And I really enjoyed the field medical role. And I don't rule out the possibility of doing something like that in my future. It just brings a different perspective from the external environment, whereas being in MedInfo, you get a very strong internal perspective from our internal stakeholders. Well, thank you, Irvashi and Stacy. Uh, I love the fact that you were both talking about MedInfo and MSLs as being sibling organizations and how the two groups can work together. Because I can say over my 30-year career, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I did if it hadn't been for the MedInfo group that I knew I could always rely on to give me updated and approved ways of addressing questions. And they relied on us, certainly, as MSLs to tell them what was going on out in the field if they needed to uh, make a new um, MI letter. So uh, I really appreciate the sibling organization idea. Hadn't heard it said that way before, but I'll use it in future podcasts, I'm sure. Uh, so I, hopefully our audience now has a better understanding of the role and function of medical information and also how MSLs may compliantly interact with this team. This has been the sixth podcast in our series on the topic of field medical stakeholders partnering for today and tomorrow. If you're a MAPS member, thank you for supporting MAPS. If you're not yet a MAPS member and would like access to additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website to explore joining today at medicalaffairs.org forward slash memberships. This concludes the podcast.